Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey guys, happy Monday. And I'm really excited about getting the podcast on the road. I have a very fantastic guest for you today, Dr. Stephanie Stoddard, go by Stephanie. And she's a dentist by training, but she's also talking about physician well-being, healthcare well-being, financial freedoms, part of it. And it's going to be an all-around fantastic discussion. So Stephanie, welcome. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we connected through a mutual uh, guest and talk about your background and your training and how it led to what you're doing today. Yeah, it's quite the journey. I, I'll <laughs> try to keep it brief. <laughs> so I'm originally from Jamaica. I'm not sure a lot of people know that, but I'm originally from Jamaica. And when I was four, I said I wanted to be a doctor and I got to the U.S. and, you know, um, being from a different country, I had some challenges to face in terms of which direction to go. I'm actually like you, you did MD, PhD, but I wasn't thinking like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be in school for eight more years. Like that did not sound fun at all, but um, ended up doing a degree in biomedical engineering, got into it and realized that, yeah, I loved it, but I really love working with people more. So I took a U-turn and applied to dental school, got into all my dental school and got a really good scholarship um, from the University of Connecticut School of Dental Medicine. And for that, I'm very grateful. So first things first is like, you know, you have a vision for yourself and you get to commit to it and not get caught up on like what it's going to look like or how you're going to get there. My end goal was always to be a doctor and to, you know, lead um, the charge for uh, underserved communities, all the things. But I didn't quite know that my path was going to be that circuitous. So uh, lesson one, commit to the vision and the how will come when it needs to come. So I got into school, did all the things and um, did a training, you know, was always focused on my health and well-being and got married, all the things. I'm uh, the breadwinner for my family and had my first kid and um, like I said, just working hard at home, working hard at work not figuring out how to do these things well. And my second son, he I came home late one day and he's like, uh, mom, you're home late again. And I'm like, what do you mean? I put food on the table. I do all the things. But he, is, he was just thinking like, wow, you know, my mom was working so hard. She's never home with us, you know. And it really like jolted me to the core because, you know, here am I do, being the doctor, doing the good things, helping the communities. And I felt like I was failing at home with my own son. So I that's where the handbrake got pulled for me. And, you know, a couple years before that, too, I had suffered a, a miscarriage and it just felt like I didn't really get the lesson. Like I lost my twins 
And I thought I, I was doing everything. And then my kid who was here with me was just like, um, mom, you're not here. You're not present. So mm. at that time, you know, as luck would have it or yeah, the universe is always watching and listening for us. I had a family member who is a coach. She saw where I was headed and she pulled me aside and we started coaching. And since then things have made a great turnaround. So now I do the same for others, you know, helping women, um, dentists, female dentists, female doctors who are struggling. And I know I use that word because we don't like to admit that we're struggling, but we're struggling to maintain this work-life balance and really just to prioritize ourselves, really come from a place of wholeness and not like worried about the guilt that could be associated with going a different path. So yeah, that's how that happened. Thank you, my kid. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, little one. Thank you, Matisse. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite interesting how you know your son and then you know previously that that um you realized that this your passion dentistry was becoming a source of stress and how it led you to this um path of transformational coaching. So what's interesting is that you know a lot of um my colleagues and friends um like my when I was growing up a lot of my friends their parents were doctors and lawyers and and they you know, they secretly confided me that they hated their parents because they were never around. And the, but then talking to the parents, they're like, "Yeah, I put food on the table, I pay for these, you know, your car and all that." Um, so many professionals struggle with balancing work, family, personal well-being. And based on your experience, expertise, what are some key strategies you recommend to maintain this balance without and while maintaining these career aspirations? Yeah. I wouldn't say quit medicine or dentistry. <laughs> it seems like the obvious choice because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing such a good, but you know, we all went into healthcare to make a difference for individuals. We we have such a great impact and such a great influence. Um, I think what it boiled down for me was really living in alignment with my values and values is just like a, it's a guidepost that you can use and it may change over time. Um, life is filled with seasons. And I think for me, like, I was fixed <laughs> and a lot of us can have this fixed mindset like this is it and that's it and there's nothing else <laughs> but you know once I embraced that growth mindset I started to explore what my values looked like I mean I knew it what it meant for me service was is actually one of my highest values but really just like what does that mean for me and just challenging what it meant for me now what it meant for you what what does it mean for my friend what does it mean for anybody else or what it truly meant for me and being bold enough to accept that for myself and standing for that I think that's where that comes in like you you're like ah uh, maybe uh, and you're being like tiptoeing around the issue but you got to like stand firm for what it is that you're you're striving for and standing for so values and of course, with those values come that wonderful B word called boundaries. And I love to say boundaries are the highest form of self-love. Like it's the most loving way that you um, protect you. It really is like, you know, really getting into the habit of prioritizing um, the things for you and putting those on the calendar. Yeah, we, we can be such great um practitioners, but sometimes we fall off last in our list. So even like putting ourselves, making a time, um, I like to do like at the beginning of the week, I sit down with my calendar and just dump everything down and see like, what are the things that I'm actually going to move the needle either for my health, my family, my career within that time. And 
block it off. So it's it's similar to, okay, I wake up eight o'clock, I go to bed at nine o'clock and those are fixed times within my schedule and everything else in between, we find a spot for it, but not to the point of you overwhelming yourself, but like that's where those values come in because they're going to guide where you're going to go. Um, so for me, it includes working out every day and by every day, <laughs> four days in the gym and, you know, so just taking some simple walks, you know, scheduling time with each of my kids. You know, the studies have shown even just spending 10 minutes or 12 minutes of time, like quality time with your children, that it feels um, you're present, you're connected, right? You're developing that relationship with them as opposed to worrying about like how long a time, like I focus more on the quality of time that I sent to, I spend with them. So that helped with a bit with the more, the mom guilt that I was feeling. Like I was like, okay, wow, we were just rushing from things to things, but not really investing in the quality of the relationship. So values, boundaries, um, Finding hobbies that really light you up, like what is it that sets you on fire? Because sometimes you can get defined by your either your work roles, I'm a doctor, <laughs> your home roles, I'm a mom, I'm a dishwasher, I'm a whatever. But like finding things outside of those traditional confines can help in um, bringing that spark back to you, like find out what it is that lights you up. Do you like playing the piano? Do you like, you know, walking and make it a priority to do that? And we only have 24 hours in every single day and eight of those should be spent sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Eight of those should be spent sleeping. So the rest of the time you like I said, if you have 16 hours to play with, you want to make sure that your things that are highest priorities to you. So your family, your health, your wellness, that those get clocked in your calendar and then work is secondary. So um, I had this, a mentor a couple of years ago. He's like, how can you fit work into your life versus fitting your life into work? Right. And that has been a guiding post for me as well, too. So, yeah. So values, boundaries, things that light you up and um, being a stand for what you're creating for yourself and your family and your your career as well. One thing is um, talking about the impact of coaching and, you know, just especially since the pandemic, um, you know, this idea of healthcare coaching was never, um, never a topic. But now a lot of physicians are. And healthcare is, they're saying, you know, impact of coaching, you know, it helps have a coach, even like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, they all had coaches. So share specific success stories or transformation and that demonstrates your client's experience, increased self-worth, better connections, better overall sense of well-being. For sure. Um, every Every successful person, <laughs> like you said, you know, Tiger Woods, the president, everyone has a coach. Why not you? Right. <laughs> I think with a coach, and actually I know with a coach, um, we can see the the blind spots that you can't see. So what is a blind spot? So you've probably been on autopilot for such a long time that some of the things that you're doing they may not be serving you and you don't know that because you've just been doing it and you're obl oblivious to it. Right. Um, so that's where a coach comes in. Like, you know, we sit down and we come up with a, with a plan that's going to work best for you. So like for me and my, my clients, we come up with values or they come up with values. I, I help them to uncover their values. <laughs> um, and we come up with a plan that's going to help them to define those boundaries for themselves. Um, really practice self-care, really 
practice saying no to things that don't light them up because that's part of the the concern as well too we're so good at saying yes to others but not so good at saying yes to ourselves so really coaching helps you to uncover <laughs> your own voice so i've had a couple of clients where they're like oh wow i didn't realize that was a source of concern like i wasn't speaking up and saying the things that i needed so really tapping into your voice um and when you do that too, like I'm, a lot of times when we say yes, it can be a source of angst and anxiety, a source of stress. So once you learn how to tap into your voice, you find that some of those stresses, they're no longer stresses because you're saying what it is that you need. And really in a way that um, encourages open communication, I think for myself and for such a long time, it was easy for me to avoid that hard conversation. I don't want to say this. And then, you know, it just takes up a lot of mental chatter. Like some of the things that we're avoiding, it just, it just runs in the background and it really slows you down from being your best self. So um, for them to like be able to, to say what they mean, me, what they say, that's a huge benefit. And um, for us to really just see what's holding us back, like, you know, is it, a lack of not prioritizing yourself, like, you know, your time management skills, right? Is it like um, sleep habits? Is it exercise habits? So some of the things that we, it's more about habit training. So we get to really work on a habit because every single day it's it's choosing something that you want to do and building that momentum to give you that that push to keep you moving forward. So yeah, um, coaching is impactful for that. And we're not, I wouldn't say we're cheerleaders. We really help to uncover what it is that's holding you back and to stand for the future that you have designed for yourself and really to hold you accountable to it. So accountability, really setting you up for success, uncovering your voice, tapping into that self-worth, um, decreasing stress, um, and just finding habits that are going to be life given <laughs> instead of the ones that we're used to doing, which can be, which can pull away from us, but really finding those areas that um, light us up. Yeah. The other uh, thing what I've really admired about, about dentistry in general is it's, it encourages a lot of entrepreneurship because you have to start your practice and because physicians, most of the time it's uh, the majority is employer based employment so you're working for a hospital or yeah. clinic and and then uh, this idea of like private practice is kind of getting um uh out of vogue so how do you um you know what are unique challenges dental professionals face in terms of leadership and managing practices and how do you address these challenges in your coaching training yeah so something that you said uh, that really struck a chord too was dentistry encourages you to be more entrepreneurial but for me i didn't choose that path yeah. um i had some concerns that didn't allow have it to line up for me but be that as it may i feel like a lot of people actually i don't have the date on this but it would seem <laughs> that more people are going to work for corporations so akin to what you guys have in medicine the private practice era is declining because supply costs um a lot of us younger ones are hoping for more of a work-life balance and they may think <laughs> that working for a corporation may afford you that opportunity to have more work-life balance as opposed to owning your own practice but the verdict is out in on that because you know if you own your own business you clearly are your own boss so you can set your more you can set the times that work best for you uh, two, more and more women are coming out into the, the workforce. So we have 
less than actually uh, last year we had 50% female graduating from medical and medical school uh, dental school sorry dental school last year which is great but with us you know it's a completely male driven um industry there are certain things that are going to come with us being more and more females coming out into practice one more of us want to have that work life balance so really like really helping us to define what that means for us as well too is incredibly helpful um so that boils us down to leadership what do we think about leadership is leadership a title no for me leadership is a lifestyle it's a way in which i lead myself and we have practice with that for ourselves right like you know it's the same thing that we spoke about earlier like knowing what our values are leading into our strengths finding the areas that we're not so good at and maybe delegating them or maybe spending more time to refine that um yeah. Three and leaning into accountability and coaching as well too. So it 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 goes hand in hand. Um, leadership. Once you learn how to lead yourself better, so you know what you want, you speak your voice, you speak your truth, then you're able to lead a team. So a lot of times, what I see with my clients who just started this entrepreneurial journey, like started to own their own practice, they haven't really figured out where they want to go. And having set that vision and really got the buy-in from the other employees to help them to get on that vision. So, you know, with being a leader, there's a there's a level of influence that you have, and that influence translates into um, your working relationship with your employer and your employee as well too. So, really, the just honing that skill would help us get what we want. Um, either from an employee standpoint or an employer standpoint as well, too. So learning how to lead is super important. It's the number one <laughs> criteria for anything. And it starts with you. It really does start with you. So knowing how to lean your, learning how to lead yourself is going to be more than beneficial to help lead a team of two, three, four, or 10. So that's yeah. what I'm seeing coming into play. Um what else? So supply chain costs that may come into play as well, too. I know we have the power of AI, chat, GPT, all these AI bots are taking over. We have um, surgical instruments. We have a robot that can place implants for us. So in terms of efficiency and productivity, learning how to leverage the power of technology can help us in our fields as well, too. And it helps because as doctors, we the things that we're great at is providing patient care and developing trust with our patients. So the things that we are not really that great at is, you know, managing the schedules. We can be, but, you know, if somebody else can do it better, that's where we learn, lean into their strengths as well, too. So what I'm hoping and what we have created for other teams is that, you know, we're tapping into the strengths of, you know, the office manager, the dental assistant, the doctor. And by doing that, we're leveraging all our powers so to have a better patient experience, to cut costs for uh, supplies, and also to move the needle for uh, that culture that we want for our teams. Yeah. yeah. How can people find out more about you and see the work that you do, you know, reach out to you for coaching and, and so on? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn and I'm also I have a website as well, too. It's www.stoddartcoaching.com. Um, so I use both of those interchangeably. So if you can find me on LinkedIn, it's Dr. Stoddart. If you find me on the coaching website, it's the URL that's going to be provided in the show notes today. Um, and yeah, I'm just here as a resource for all of us. Um, for me, like I want to be in a healthcare um, environment in which 
there is no more burnout. <laughs> I said the other day that 62% of physicians and doctors are burnt out. So it almost seems as if burnout is inevitable. But if we um, continue to take a stand for who we are at the core, it's the greatest um, gift that we can give to our healthcare system because if more of us stand up for what we believe in, the healthcare system has to change mm -hmm. instead of the other way around. They're not gonna they're not gonna change if we don't stand up for what we want. So that's my invitation for us today is to stand into who you are as Chris, as Stephanie, um, as a doctor, as a mom, as a wife, as a dad, and then that's gonna lead the charge in the world that we're creating because. Everyone deserves to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. So that's my invitation for us today. And I love that. And I love more healthcare professionals are are getting on the train and doing something, getting on the podcast, blogging, speaking, and uh, all of Stephanie's resources will be in the links and show notes. And thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Chris.